Hey friends, on this new day, we find ourselves in 1 Chronicles chapter 8. And the first verse reads, Benjamin was the father of Bella, his firstborn. And so begins the long genealogy of the tribe of Benjamin. The first nine chapters of 1 Chronicles are all about genealogy. You might call it the Bible's version of Ancestry.com. It's a selected genealogy, kind of a cliff notes to recap for Israel. How did we get here? And where do I fit in? What tribe, what clan am I in? And it's concerned with Israel and reminding them that they are, in fact, the people of God in spite of their sketchy past. God is still working through them, just as he is in our lives. And in this chapter, Benjamin is particularly noted because it's probably the second most important tribe because King Saul, the first king, comes out of Benjamin. And as you know, the Apostle Paul comes from this tribe as well. In our modern culture, a few of us dig into our ancestry to find out our story, but the major emphasis of our culture is me, my story. Individualism has gone extreme ever since the dawning of the Enlightenment, and we've often forgotten how we are connected to people of our past, our present, and our future. We're rather me-centered. We are individuals. It's my choice. It's my wants. It's who I want to be, and so forth. And that's partially true. But we have ancestors. We have a future, our offspring. So we are connected. One way to think about it is the Bible talks about the will of God. It doesn't talk about many wills of God. It never uses the word will in the plural. When we come to Jesus, we are brought to the stream of the will of God. And we have this individual decision to make whether we are going to become a part of the collective will of God or still live for ourselves. And Jesus challenges us that we must die to ourselves and become a part of his plan for our lives. And he spiritually connects us with all these other people. Spiritually, we become the body of Christ, the church. We're connected to Christ himself, who is the head, and all of the members of the body. We have a context to our individual life. And when one su suffers, we all suffer. The sad state of affairs in the church is when we cut ourselves off from the other members. And, and as Paul says, one member says, I have no need for you and we live unto ourselves. Here's one way to think about it. We can live dependently, that is, I depend on other people to take care of me, to provide for me. I can live independently and separate as an individual from everyone. Or here's the healthy answer. Here's how the body of Christ is to function. I live interdependently where I need you and you need me, and together we are the body of Christ. 
Have you ever wondered where the Apostle Paul got this idea, this idea of collective unity, this body of Christ? He actually got it from Jesus on his conversion day. Jesus said, Saul, Saul, the tribe of Benjamin, why are you persecuting me? And Paul had to think about that. I'm persecuting Christians. Who are you that I'm persecuting? And he put it all together. When I hurt a Christian, I'm hurting Jesus because we're connected. Wow. And that led to this full idea of the body of Christ where we are different members, different gifts, different uniquenesses, yes, individuals, but interdependently working together. So what a beautiful way to start the day that God has chosen you, he has a plan for you, but you are now a part of the great will of God, the body of Christ at work today on planet earth. Father, come and do this work in our lives. Remind us, Lord, and open the doors to show us how we're interconnected. And even in our prayers, show us how we can not only pray for ourselves, but pray for others. Lord, we hand you this day in Jesus' name. Amen.